Yo, what's up, everybody? Of course, it's your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. As you all know, I'm Trey. If you didn't know that, now you do. So we're going to get started. I hope everyone had a wonderful and truly enjoyable Thanksgiving. I know I did. I came back with about five plates, three pies, and of course, a little drink drink. Um, that is for the adults, though. Kids, you know, don't rush the growing up process. It, it's not all the glitz and glamour that you think it is. Just saying. Uh, but, again, I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Uh, shout out to those Cowboy fans. Cheer up. It is what it is. Shit happens. You should also be used to it because you kind of get your ass whooped occasionally. I know you lost this time. Granted, it was against the Bills, but at least the Bills are pretty decent. You lost to my Panthers a few years ago. I'm just saying, like, you lose. You lose. It is what it is. What it is. But, yeah, we're going to get started. Uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to do half this time, not quarters. So, we're going to do half one. All right, so half one, right? Half one. For starters, I want to say it's good to see Kimba back out there. You know, he had that neck injury, and I was really... A lot of people were nervous for Kimba. I'm really happy that they got a chance to go and hoop again. He's not... It's nothing serious, nothing major. I'm really happy. that That's that's always that's always helpful. Um, he actually played against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they... They lost, but at the same time, again, you just want to see him on the court. Also, uh, shout out to Kyrie as well. He actually, you got, you got a really, you got a chance. This was a really good game overall, and you got to see uh, Kyrie go and dap up his former team. You know, like there was really problems with whether or not there was a leadership issue with Kyrie. Was Kyrie the problem? Oh, Kyrie, the team doesn't like Kyrie. All this stuff. You even have rumblings of that now, where like people don't like his attitude and and I, I think this really helped showcase hey like Kyrie's a really good guy Kyrie, Kyrie's a really cool cat like I've actually spoken to Kyrie it was like a couple years ago uh, it, was, it was when I was in college and uh, I actually talked to him over the phone it's very brief very brief so I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not trying to make sense like we're best friends or anything like that but it comes off like a good cat you know he didn't necessarily have to talk to me over the phone like it, the shit was kind of awkward so it's like you know but he took his time like he actually did like we, we did speak for a little bit it was when he was at Duke uh he, he didn't tell me he was leaving but he didn't give me no assurance the man was staying. So, like, you know, he, he he seems like a decent cat. People give him a lot of slack for, you know, the flat earth comment that he made, the way he's been acting on teams. You know, I, I hate how I hate how teams really paint him. Like, yeah, he has his faults, but I really like that game. I really like to see how everything transpired. Mello. Mello has been playing well. He threw up 25, about 25 points. Um, and caught a body, a.k.a. he dunked on somebody, ladies and gentlemen. We're not talking sexually. I'm not getting to that man's business. I ain't even gonna make that statement. <laughs> but nah, so he he's putting up points. You know he's scoring. That's what the Portland Trailblazers needed. They needed another score, a quality scorer on the wing. That's what they needed for years, bro. Like for years. If Melo was younger and on this team, oh my god, like they might actually be the favorites. And granted, okay, granted it was against the Bulls. Granted it was against the Bulls, but still. He's showcasing talent. I mean, the man was not on an NBA team for quite some time. So, let, let's try to remember that, okay? He was not on the team. He's actually putting up decent points and helping the Portland Trailblazers to a three-game win streak. Now, they do play the Clippers on Tuesday. That will be a nice, tall task for them. They have played and lost close games against teams like the Grizz, I'm, not, I'm sorry, the Raptors, the 76ers, um, and the Bucks. Now... I want to see them win some of these games against 
these good teams because that's going to vault them into the playoffs, get that confidence that they need. Um, again, that game will be on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, everyone's in participation in playing that game. I think it'll be a, a nice game to watch on the evening night. <clears throat> so excited. Like, the Blazers, kind of, it, right now the Blazers are kind of at the lower part of the Western Conference. They kind of remind me of the 07 Warriors when they beat the um, the Mavs. Now, mind you, the 07 Warriors were the 8th seed and the Mavs were the 1 seed. This Portland Trailblazers team can be scary if you're not careful. And if they and if they lose enough games. So you just got to worry about cohesion and all that shit. Because this is really a new team. You got old players who are injured, so you got to reintegrate those. You got new players who are playing now, and then you got to get all that chemistry working properly. Shake out all the egos. Like, that's a lot to get, get away with. So they might be a lower seed in the West. But they'll be scary if they can put it all together. Speaking of the Clippers, the Clippers lost to the Spurs. Now, granted, the Clippers' top three scorers, I'm going to read off these stats, a combined 31 points and 27% shooting. Now, if I stated that the, your top three scorers shot like ass and you lost by 10 points, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. I mean, Kawhi shot 8 of 23, brought in 19 points. Now, he had 7 assists and 7 rebounds, so I ain't going to go on him too much. Paul George threw in 5 points on like... 2 of 11 shooting, like, bro, you were on a hot start, you, then maybe that fatigue is setting in, now I, you see why load management be necessary, or maybe just the defense was quality, who knows, but the Spurs had a nice little time as they had a balanced attack, now the Spurs are being rumored to trying to ship off DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge to the Heat, and they will be getting Justice Winslow, Goran Dragas, James Johnson, Myers Leonard and two first round picks. That's thrown out there. I don't think I don't know if that's an official offer or that's just like I think it's just you know people just talking about stuff right now, right? If that were to occur, mind you, this Spurs team just beat the Clippers. I I would be happy if the Spurs made that trade. You get a decent quality starter in Justice Winslow, who can play point for you as well as small forward and power forward, to be honest. Instance. And then you get two first-round picks, plus you get Miles Leonard, who showcased his talent last year against the Warriors in that game four, five, whatever one, the last game they played where they got where they where they actually put up like 25 points in the first half or something like that. That's what they're getting. So, and Goran Dragic, okay, you get a quality veteran off the back like for the backup, and you can probably trade him to a team to get other pieces, or help him, or like have him bolster up your team, like. You have I like that move for the Spurs. And then the Heat, of course, they get a, they get themselves a nice. They get two two they get a two A and a two B option to pair with a one B option in Jimmy Butler and a bunch of hungry young cats that already have cohesion right now. So the Heat could be scary. Right now. Who thought? And Jimmy Butler's at the helm. If the Heat win, oh my god. Like I don't know what the hell will happen. I I, I really truly don't. Now, we got upcoming games for y'all. We got some on Saturday. The Hawks versus the Rockets. I know what you're thinking. It's just the Hawks. But this should be a high-scoring game. Usually when there's high-scoring, there's probably going to be a lot, a lot of highlights. I said a lot, a lot of highlights. Like, you have Trey Young versus James Harden. The step-back versus the half-court three. 
Like, actually, Trey Young stepped back, too. You, it, it's just going to be a whole bunch of skilled plays. You have Russell Westbrook trying to bombard and go in and, and barrage into the mid-range and paint and try to kind of get, get to the free throw line or finish at the rim. Maybe he'll, and he'll probably take some threes per usual. He's shooting ass like that. But, he, of course, he's going to take some threes. You're going to see a lot of exciting plays. A lot of exciting plays. Also, Sunday, we'll see the Lakers versus the Mavs. It's a repeat. Uh, we've seen that happen. Yes, my Lakers won. Um, Luka and Braun were stellar in that game, both putting up triple doubles. Um, Luka's gone up against Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. He didn't have that good of a game. I like to see. I, I want to see him kind of readjust and reassert himself as dominant. I, he, he threw up 42 points early, like in, in, in his last game, which is good. No, do not get me wrong. It was, it was, I think it was close to a triple double, like maybe one assist away from triple double. But this is the Lakers. This is the top of the West. You gotta showcase yourself, and his team needs to support needs to support needs to support him more. Oh my God! Like Kristaps Porzingis, I understand you're injured. I get it. You gotta you gotta do more. You gotta do more. You have to. Like right now, they have like the Mavericks and the Lakers are actually quite similar. You have a triple double stud in in Bron and, and Luca, and you have two unicorns in AD and Kristaps. I'm just saying, it's really the black version versus the white version. Just to be honest with you, like that's really how we're looking at it. So I guess you could say black versus horn, but you get the point. Like we, we we're looking at skin color right now, and it's not. I'm not saying that's a big deal. I'm saying like you can look at it that way. That's that's the only difference. And then age, that's it. Also, the Jazz versus the Raptors. This, if you really think about it, if you really think about it, it's not that far fetched to say that this is a NBA Finals matchup. Possibly, it's not that far fetched. Just saying. And then you also got. The Jazz versus, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to that real quick. Because I feel like people are going to be like, whoa, pause. We're not going to speed past that, right? So, you have young studs and you have a quality defense and veterans on the team who know their role. Remember, folks, Miami in 06 won just like that. And Donovan Mitchell has been kind of compared to D-Wade in some instances. So, let's keep those remember, Let's keep those in, 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 in the back of our heads. Also, the Raptors just won last year. And Pascal Siakam is playing quite well. If they get somebody to step up to that two option and Pascal can actually continue his dominance on his dominant play, you might have a possibility. Because the 76ers are not producing the way I thought. The Bucks are actually more impressive than I gave them credit for. And the Celtics, I think, will regress to like the third or fourth option once all the teams usually catch back up and really get there and really start to gel better. But yeah, it's about to be halftime. I'm about to go get a quick little plate of food, actually. I'm a little hungry. I'll be right back. <sighs> Alright, I'm back. I'm back. Um, my fault. Like I said, it was a little... I had to get one of them things out of the way. It is what it is. Now, I don't know if y'all participated in Black Friday shopping. I personally didn't this year. I'm trying to save a buck or two here and there. But if you missed out, don't worry about it. Because I'm sure there's all there's always going to be deals throughout the whole weekend. Plus, you got Cyber Monday. I just want to say that someone kind of seemed distraught yesterday. Like, oh my God, I miss. Like, I'm not gonna be able to get the Black Friday deal. It's okay. Like, there will be other deals out there, right? I just want to say that. I, I, it's not that big of a deal. But she made it seem like it was. Jesus, like the oh, I, the worst part about Black Friday is like the shopping traffic. That's it. You got to worry about parking and the lines and all that shit. But. She was acting like she lost her mama and puppy all in the same instant. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Just let it go. You know, you catch it on the you catch it on the other days. You fine. She must not have been a shopper much. I don't know why she was bugging too. 
And we're at Walmart. Like, I, I overheard her at Walmart. I don't get it. Oh, have y'all seen that manscaping commercial? Um, Mind you, I'm going to say this right now. There's nothing wrong with manscaping. If, if that's what you do, get it how you live, pimping. However, the commercial is showcasing a black man in nothing but a towel. And then out of the blue, some white man in all white in, a, in an all white outfit appears just randomly. Like I said, out of the blue. Now, this white man is like an all in all in an all he got an all white ensemble on. Like he's one white hood away from looking like the Klan, the KKK. And that and, and, and it made me wonder, like, why are we sitting up there and having this commercial? Because my, this, I'm not, I'm not saying it's racist, so please don't think that. I'm saying they don't know their personnel. Like, the person in the commercial is black, and that was my first thought. Like, you didn't have to have the man in all white, and on top of that, surprise him. Like, that's not. I don't know how many black folk you gonna get buying your buying your product. I wouldn't like that. That's what I think about every time I see that commercial. The clan. Like, a black man, a white man in an all-white ensemble, and a blade. That's what I think about every time I see that commercial for manscaping. Like, no, and you're talking about manscaping. So, cutting off my... Nope, sorry. We got to fight. Like, do better on commercials, please, people. Like, think about all the possibilities. Make, make smart choices. Alright, so we're now in half two. Half two... We're going to talk about a little college basketball. For starters, I want to say this before I before I start. For those of y'all who called me petty for the whole UNC post, <clears throat> y'all can kiss my ass. Like, it is Duke all day, every day, baby. We going out here with them Blue Devils out in Durham, Hammered Indoor Stadium. <clears throat> we getting a bucket. Now, I just wanted to say that. Um, and there's two people in particular. Y'all know who y'all are. So, um, like I said, it's, it's Duke all day, every day, and I don't care who the fuck we lost to, or who the fuck y'all lost to, an L's an L, an L's an L, like, you lost, if you lost by 10, if you lost by 1, if you lost to your mama, if you lost to Kobe Bryant, you lost, get over it, so, with all that being said, my main point was, <clears throat> they lost. Not who, or not 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 who, but they lost. But you know, it is it, it is what it is. Kanye Shrug. Um, they better be lucky they didn't lose the Oregon whole time. Oh, that post was about to be vicious. I was about to be like back to back. <laughs> I was so ready. Oh my god, I was so ready. Side note, though, I did. I was thinking about not posting anything because like karma is a bitch and a half. So I do want to you know note that. But again, they they. They beat Oregon by four points. Oregon was close, but too bad this ain't horseshoes, the game. Because that's the only thing really that matters when it comes close. Now, Michigan won, and I got to give them a lot of credit. Because they really, they literally came out of the woodwork. Now, Michigan is looking like a Final Four team, potentially. Uh, their coach is Juan Howard. I think I've told you about him before. Uh, part of the Big Four. Oh, I'm, oh, my God. Part of the Fabulous Five. Um, they won... I'm sorry. They went to the final four the like back-to-back -back years, and they um they didn't win the Fab the Fab Five. For those of y'all who don't know who the Fab Five are, they were a bunch of freshmen who came in and like kind of took the college basketball game by storm. You know, brought the swag, 
to the game that you really wanted to, right? You had Juan Howard, Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, and Ray Jackson. Those are the five freshmen that really did their thing. Um, now, like I said, Michigan, they won the Bad Boy Mopals Battle for Atlantis tournament in the Bahamas. And their competition was a little stiff. Like, it was a little stiff. Like, they had to play against teams like UNC, Oregon. Like, that's that's quality talent right there. Okay? That, that, now, that's quality talent. Now, I don't think they should vault straight. Because they're unranked. They're unranked. Like, they did all this without having a single ranking whatsoever. So, it kind of, you know, goes back at the whole ranking system. Sometimes it's bullshit, sometimes it's not. But I think they should vault to like the number 10, number 12 range, personally. Um, like I said, they beat the number 6 and the number 8 seeds. On like ranks in UNC in Oregon. Um, they outlasted the number 11 and the number 13 seed. Like, damn. The number 11 and the number 13 te- uh, teams. Okay? And that's... Oh, I'm sorry. Oregon's number 11 and Seton Hall's number 13. They beat Gonzaga and they beat uh, UNC. Alright, Gonzaga was number eight. Now, with all those ass whoopings that they gave out and outlasted, I'm just saying Michigan seems like the team that might win it this year. Like they may get slipped to the 17 to 18 range, but they're looking pretty damn impressive. Shout out to Cassius Stanley real quick from Duke. He injured his hamstring yesterday. Um, I just want to say this. Get back soon. Healthy, big fella. Because I'm actually glad it was not his knee. That looked terrible. Like, whew, I just wanted to say that. I just want to give a quick shout out to my man. Upcoming games. Now, we got Tennessee versus VCU. VCU is usually decently ranked, too. So, that's Tennessee's number 17. VCU's number 20. Of course, Tennessee's gotten a slight favorite. But, uh, that's for the Emerald Coast Classic. And, I'm sorry. The Emerald Coast Classic is hosting Maryland and then Marquette. Uh, we'll get to them in a second. Actually, no, we're going to get to them right now because I don't really care about talking about Tennessee and VCU no more. Like, that's just going to be another ranked game, to be honest with you. Maryland, top five. Marquette has Marcus Howard, who just dropped 51 points on USC. Like, the boy could be either Lou Williams or Malik Monk. That's how I view him. And that's what's going to be going up against. Can Maryland stop Marcus Howard? Like, he's a three-point specialist. He's a playmaker. He's a short guard. So that's the only reason why he's, why, he's, why, he's not, why he's not in the NBA, to be honest with you. Like, he's one of those type of guards that can get it done. Um... Less athletic, ver- a less athletic, more skilled version of Kimball Walker, or maybe I could say Steph. No, not 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 more. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe more skilled, just not a better shooter by any means. But you get the point, though. That that that's the reason why that game is highlighted. Maryland's number five. Marquette's not ranked at all. But Marcus Howard, who could be a National Player of the Year, makes them relevant. I'm watching that game with ease. And then, of course, the coup de grace, ladies and gentlemen. The Big Ten ACC Challenge. We got Duke versus Michigan State. Oh, my God. We're starting out the gates hot and saucy, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. Like, it, it's 
Let's get this. I'm, not, I'm getting so excited. Oh my god. Because we have to come up. We have to put in work. We have to. I want Stanley. I hope I hope Cash and Stanley comes back. But again, the main priority is health. So he can sit tight. We we get some lessons learned from this game. We still gotta win. We still gotta produce. We still got a good, decent team that has quality depth. They gotta show up. But Michigan State does have the projected player of the year in Cassius uh, Winston. So, and they, and again, it's a Tom Izzo coach team that has veterans and experience and depth. Like it, it's it, it it'll be it'll be an interesting game. It'll be an interesting game. And then. Possibly a Final Four or even championship game. Definitely caliber type. Michigan versus Louisville. Louisville's going to be, and mind you, Duke was number one. I think we're going to drop to like the seven to eight range. Michigan State was number three. Now they're going to be number two. Like I said, Michigan was unranked. I think they'll be maybe number 17. They should be 10 to 12, but I think they'll probably be 17. I'd be surprised if they get into the 20s. As low as the 20s against Louisville, who will be the number one ranked team. So Michigan, who was, I guess you're, you can look at it as like a Cinderella team who kind of came up out of nowhere, versus Louisville, who will be number one. Recent like this newcomer at at the number one level, mind you. This game is going to be final four worthy, ladies and gentlemen. This game is like if Louisville dominates Michigan again, then Louisville will be the king. Of the NCAA, as far as I'm concerned, as of, the, as of this point, like everyone will be chasing Louisville, even if Louisville so happens to lose a game, they've beaten they've beaten enough teams for me to look and say, all right, they might be the team. If Michigan wins this game, Michigan's now a top five team for me, regardless of wherever they're ranked, because they just beaten three top ten teams and had to outlast two like top fifteen teams. So. That those are quality staple wins. I'm watching this game with complete, like I'm going to be glued, I'm going to be glued to the screen. And then of course I'm gonna throw in UNC versus Ohio State. See, I ain't that damn petty. See, I'll stop bitching and complaining. So I'm gonna just say this. This is really gonna sound like a broken record because honestly, long story short, man, if you stop Cole Anthony fucking, you stop UNC. Like that's that's. I mean, they had this one cat, um, Armando Baycott. Uh, he's a freshman, 6'10", power forward. And he put up some quality stats. I think it was like 21, 12, and 5 blocks, something like that. That's an anomaly, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to see that every game or often. Probably not again this season. Um, maybe on the... Not, at least not that combo. At least not that combo. He doesn't come off of that person yet to me. So, I would much rather say you stop Cole Anthony. It's a wrap for UNC. That's all, and that's all Ohio State has to do. But I will give UNC credit. Them boys fucking hustled for like the loose balls, and then to get it back in the hands of Cole Anthony. All you need is opportunities. All you need, and they have hustlers. So that is something to note too, as well. Like UNC could have a nice little system, whereas Cole Anthony is projecting them the number one draft pick or top three, top five at minimum. You do that with a bunch of boys that hustle and you get quality play from like two to three folks every night or at least consistently, you might have something. Like you actually might have something. All you got to do is knock down your free throws at that point as we show just the team last year. <laughs> I'm still tight about Duke last year. Still tight. I ain't even going to get into it, man. I'm, I'm cutting the show. I'm cutting the show. 
I I had to come back. My fault. I, so it just it's still emotional sometimes, you know. Just thinking about it. we had RJ, we had Cam, we had Zion. Like we lost. It's it's just tough. It's just tough to still kind of think about. It, it still hurts. It still hurts. It's like losing your first love. It's like losing your first love. Yeah, man. But yeah, I hope y'all enjoy. <laughs> I know some of y'all think I'm crazy and stupid, ignorant, whatever it is, what it is. I might be, but at least I own it. I'm a man about mine. Now, nah, thank y'all for listening. Um, again, I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy your families. Even though families can be annoying as hell sometimes, enjoy them. Fuck it, whatever. Um, just remember, though, make sure that you're good. Always make sure you're fine. Um, but yeah, like I said, enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your weekend. Don't be alarmed. You can still shop for Black Friday deals. Um... Let's cut down on the manscaping commercials too, please, because that's yeah. That's, I'm not again. I'm not crying racism, but I'm just saying that's what I think about when I first see it. <laughs> All right, I'm about to go do something. I don't know. It is what it is at this point. I'm tired. All right, see y'all.